missed it. Blasted driver. Saw me and all. That's two things I've missed. The bus and our anniversary. Yes, I just remembered. It's our anniversary today. Well, a couple of days ago, truth be told. Nineteen years. And twenty-five in all since the day we met. Not that Olive likes to celebrate that one any longer. More than half a lifetime. About as long as I'd be waiting for the next bus, I bet. I'm off into the hospital now. I'll pick up some flowers on the way. That's what I'll do. There's a carriage right beside it. Olive had a little fall, you see. She's fine. Mark! I think I've broken my leg! There's never any drama with Olive. I can't feel my toes! That's the thing with Olive, you see. She's not one for complaining. Those bloody shoes! Very positive, Olive. Always sees the silver lining. Oh, God, look at my leg. <gasps> Such a bother waiting for buses. Only the car is in with Dave. I think it's on its last legs. You know Dave, of Dave and Jean fame. Live over near Tesco's. He's the mechanic and the demon barbecuer. And she's, well, Jean is just lovely. <laughs> Actually, Jean was meant to give me a lift in, but uh, there was a bit of a mix-up. For God's sake, Mark, don't be bothering Jean again for a lift. And so here I am, left to the mercy of the public transport system. Ah, uh, here we go. I just hope I've got the right fare. You know what these bus drivers are like. Olive has been a bit unlucky recently. Although I did feel a tad guilty about my own part in her downfall, so to speak. Well, I mean, we were late for Dave and Jean's party, you see. She was upstairs for ages, as usual, doing whatever it is that women do. Olive, hurry up or we'll be late. I'm coming. Now, heels or pumps? What? Heels or pumps with this dress? Uh, I don't know. Uh, heels. Or, or the slingbacks. Olive. Oh, relax. An impossible woman. So, I'm in the kitchen having a nice cup of tea when she takes a tumble down the stairs in her high heels. Ends up with one of her legs stuck through the balustrades. I did hear her calling out. I think I've broken my leg. But, you know, she kept me waiting. So I took my time. Of course, I didn't realise quite how serious her predicament was. Jesus Christ, what were you doing? Ow! OK, OK, I have you now. Uh, careful. <laughs> oh! Pulled her free eventually. But at that stage, her ankle was about the size of a small watermelon. You and your bloody heels. And, of course, it's all my fault. I mean, I couldn't care less if she wore her slippers to the party. I didn't force her to wear anything. Only, well, I do like a heel on a woman. It sets off their ankles just lovely. And she always had good pins, my all, so she did. Well, not anymore, I'm afraid. Down to just the one now. Still and all, we soldiered on. Oh, oh, oh. Do you think I need to go to the hospital? I don't think so. Anyway, we can't cancel now. Oh, what if it's broken? You were able to walk to the car. Oh, maybe you're right. I don't know. Okay, let's just go to the party then. Oh God, I can't look at it. Ooh, I'll stop the car, I think I'm going to get sick. Thankfully, we stopped in time for her to throw up outside the car. Although I did have to help her out, in case the mats got a splattering. But we made it to the party anyway. 
Turns out I read the invite wrong. <laughs> we had plenty of time after all. In fact, we were the first there. In the end, everyone was very sympathetic and, of course, Olive was the centre of attention, just how she likes it. With Dave especially. Sit here, Olive. I'll get you a cushion. Are you in shock? Would a drink help? Still, left me time to chat with Jean. Oh, poor Olive. I think she's enjoying the attention, if you ask me. Oh, poor Mark. You probably had a bit of a shock yourself. Well, thank you, Jean. That's very nice of you to say so. Because the other half is often the forgotten victim in these cases. Only she's had a couple of these falls recently, hasn't she? I wasn't quite sure what Jean was driving at. I mean, Oliver's always been a little on the clumsy side, but I don't know. Well, there was the other fall she had a few months back, around the time I had the first trouble with the car. I was telling Dave when I dropped it into him. She fell off a ladder. Yes. And do you know, as a result, this morning was the first time in 19 years that I had to get up first. What? The first time you... Yes, Dave. Where have you been? Don't you know that every weekend morning for the last 19 years, Olive has got up and brought me my breakfast? In bed? No. I did not know that, Mark. And then, yesterday, Friday, she goes and breaks her arm. Six hours in casualty. She got the last bus home, lucky for her. Had to run for it, she told me. I'd have gone for it myself, but what with the car acting up? Anyway, the left arm too. What was she doing up a ladder? Trying to clear the gutters. I don't know how many times I've told her, be careful up that ladder. But oh no, the lazy man's reach, overbalanced and fell. And where were you? At work. She was gone when I got home. No dinner on the table, of course. Something's up, I said to myself. There's no dinner on the table. And a note by the telephone. I couldn't read it. Didn't know whose writing it was. Scrawled, do you see? With her right hand. All I could make out was hospital. So, what did you do? I was all right, Dave. Don't worry. I got a dinner in the Brefney. And she wasn't home when I got back, either. Came in after 11, she did. The last bus home. Right, yeah. Pale as a ghost, clutching her painkillers. Off to bed with you, I said. You look a bit shook. I'll be up when the TV's over. But she was lucky. And she didn't sleep great either. Tossing and turning with the pain, I suppose. Thank God we've the spare bedroom. You'll be more comfortable in there, I said to her. And then I had to go and get up first this morning. First weekend in 19 years. Did I tell you? You did. What, like, to get your own breakfast? No! No, to help her on with her dressing gown, so she could go down and get my breakfast. It's only a broken arm, Dave. I did tell her to shout, though, if she needed a hand with the tray. Yes, so... Olive's had hardly any falls, just the two. Although we ended up in A&E after the party anyway. Turns out her leg was broken. Hairline fracture, just above the ankle, and they kept her in for a couple of days. But I don't know, she seems to have discovered a bit of a daredevil streak, Olive. Some of the things she's been getting up to lately. And I don't feel necessarily that it's my place to stop her. It started in Galway. There we were, on holidays, strolling around, looking for a restaurant. And we turned this corner. What's that? Oh, what 
of those bungee jumpy things? Well, I think we're a bit past that. I always thought I'd love to give it a try. You? I thought you didn't like heights. No, it's you who doesn't like heights, Mark, or flying, or anything. Oh, come on, let's do it. I'm not sure my ankle would stand it. Your ankle? Yes, you know, my ankle. The old bike injury. Oh. But you do it. Oh, Mark. I don't know now. We walked over to take a look. The equipment looked a bit on the old and worn side. A couple of young lads in charge, not a safety certificate in sight. I thought I saw a couple of empty beer cans lying around as well. A bunch of cowboys, if you ask me. What do you think? <clears throat> Looks fine to me, Olive. You should do it. Okay, I'm going for it. <laughs> 25 euro it cost me. But she got up and did it. Not a bother on her. And none the worse for wear afterwards, either. Oh, that was fun. You should have done it, Mark. So imagine how we felt on the way back to the hotel, passing the square, and now there's police lights flashing and an ambulance. And then we find out that some punter had gone on the very same bungee thingy and it snapped or something, and splat, they hit the ground. Oh, Mark, imagine. I know. It's hard to believe. I can't stop thinking about it. Me neither. I mean, that might have been me. I know. The very same thought crossed my mind. If we'd been an hour later... Oh, Mark. Got me thinking, all right. If we'd just been an hour later... So ever since then, I've been on the lookout for things, which I suppose Olive might be interested in. A bit of danger. All for a good cause, of course. We do a lot for charity, Olive and I. Funny, it's always me who comes up with the idea. Some worthy cause or other. The ones that aren't as mainstream. Depression, stray cats and dogs, the Labour Party, that type of thing. And it's always Olive who ends up with the doing. That's what she says to me anyway. It's all well and good volunteering us for these charity events, Mark, but it's always me who ends up baking four dozen chocolate muffins of a Sunday morning or doing a 5k run. So... I saw this skydive, which ticked the danger box nicely, and it was for a good cause. The blind, or deaf, or wheelchair, or maybe all three, I don't know. Anyway, whatever, I signed Olive up for it right away. You signed us up for a what? A skydive. You know, a parachute jump. You signed us up to jump off a plane? Uh, not us, Olive, just you. Well, I'm no good with planes, am I? Fear of flying. <laughs> Well, I've heard you say it often enough, although I thought it was just an excuse to holiday at home. What do you think, Dave? Yes, I remember we were in Dave and Jean's for dinner. Well, she couldn't turn me down in front of them, I thought. I think it's a great idea, Olive. You'll smash it. Exactly what I thought, Dave. She'll smash it. Hey, tell you what, how about I do it as well? Oh, well, now, hang on. Brilliant. Thanks, Dave. Did you hear that, Jean? Dave and I are going to do a parachute jump together. Well, there's a pair of you in it. <laughs> well, the best laid plans of mice and men. It hadn't been a great dinner anyway. Dave has this fascination with barbecuing, which basically means him burning everything to a cinder. It was raining that day, I remember, and I remarked to Olive on the drive over that we might escape the burnt food on this occasion. But he'd rigged up a parasol to keep the barbecue dry. Necessity being the mother of invention and Irish barbecues, it seems. We struggled to get the minimum sponsorship required, but I ponied up in the end just to keep the jump on track. 
Well, it was for a good cause, after all. If only I could remember. Turned out to be one of those one-day jobs. You know the sort. Show up, get minimal training, then jump off a plane. Radio, Olive, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be jumping in tandem with Roger here. Alrighty. What? Uh, no, sorry. And Dave, you'll be with me. Coolio. Mark, you're the non-jumper, is that right? Sorry, look, is that really necessary? In tandem? Only I thought she could jump by herself. Oh, sorry, mate. Insurance doesn't allow it. Not in the first jump. Oh, well, that's very disappointing. Very disappointing indeed. We may well have collected sponsorship under false pretenses in that case. We wanted a solo jump. But they weren't interested. You know what these happy-go-lucky action sorts are like. Behind the ponytails and the earrings and the free love, they're as conservative as the rest of us. Meanwhile, Olive's delighted with Roger. I'll take you from behind, Olive. Oh, Roger, that's... Really, the way she throws herself at some of these younger men. Anyway, it all went off very safely. Looked pretty boring, if you ask me. From the ground, anyway. But Olive and Dave were banging on about it for weeks after... In the end, I had to tell Olive to put a sock on it. She was boring that many people with the whole thing. It was around that time we packed in the old car and got a new one. An automatic. Well, with my dicky knee, the manual shift is a ruddy nightmare, so Dave recommended the automatic transmission. Funny, Olive never learned to drive, for all her daredevil ways. Oh, we tried, God knows, but the parallel parking always killed the lessons. Why can't I get private tuition? And pay a fortune, when I can do it just as well? But we always end up arguing, Mark. I don't end up arguing. Well, I could ask Dave. Dave? He's a mechanic, Olive, not a driving instructor. Well, they say it's better doing it with somebody other than your husband. Mm. Charming. I think it's worth a shot. I'll ask him. There was no talking to her. Anyway, one new car, one proud owner. I drove it home, carefully. Oh God, Mark, would you ever put your foot down? Parked it in the driveway and settled down to check out all the features, as you do. Olive, be a dear and uh, stand round the back, please. Just check that the brake and indicator lights are working, will you? Oh, I'm allowed help, am I? Oh, very funny. Now then, uh, brake lights. Yes, they're good. Uh, left indicator. Yes. Hang on, your left or mine? Or right you... indicator. Now then, let me see. Oh, my... Uh, Olive, are you... you okay? Jesus Christ, Mark, what the hell are you playing at? You nearly... Well, it's the automatic shift. I... I put it into or. I thought or was for rest. But of course, no. It's or for reverse. <laughs> what an idiot I am. Well, I can confirm the reverse lights are working just fine. I had a good close look at them before they nearly crushed me against the garage door. Olive, I'm sorry. I'm so... Olive! <sighs> nearly bloody killed her. Missed her by an inch. By rights, she should be dead. Or badly maimed. Only for my lightning reaction stopping any damage being done to the car. Or to Olive, of course. I complained, oh yes, to to the garage and the manufacturers, but you know what they're like. <laughs> bloody mechanics. Bloody Germans. Still, no harm done on this occasion. No harm done at all. Funny thing with Jean and Dave. 
Olive often said we should do a bit of wife swapping. Wife swapping? Yes. You know, you with Jean, me with Dave. What? Oh, I'm joking, Mark. But she's always flirting with you. Jean? No, we just have a laugh is all. And anyway, Dave's not your type. Oh, isn't he? What's my type then? Well, me, aren't I? Mm. Only this last night we had them over, Jean and Dave, we'd really push the boat out on the dinner. Well, we always do for Dave and Jean. I mean, they're practically our best friends. Although, truth be told, Dave does bang on a bit about carburettors and brake fluid and what have you. And he's not talking about barbecues, of course. But Jean's lovely. Just lovely. I think we're all close because none of us ever had kids. Although I think in their case, it's more likely the problem is with Dave. Anyway, as usual, Olive and I had worked closely on the menu together. What are you doing for starters? My grilled grapefruit. But you always do that. I know. I was nearly going to say my famous grilled grapefruit starter there, glass A cherry and all. Mark, nobody likes grapefruit, fresh or grilled. Well, Jean likes it. Of course. What's for the main? Oh, I've done this really lovely lamb tagine. Been slow cooking it overnight in a traditional clay pot. Very low heat, loads of spices. Didn't you smell it? What? Oh, that. Yeah, lovely. And I've the dessert sorted too. Mm, let me guess, Vianetta. No. Well, yes, but uh, I bought a mint one. Oh, I suppose Jean likes mint. Everybody likes mint. I'm planning to serve it with some fresh strawberries. and. Well, they'll never go together. Mint and strawberries. Cheers. 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 The dinner went well enough. We'd had a few drinks, all right. An aperitif before, a nice couple of bottles of Chardonnay during, and a digestif afterwards. And then things really took off. What about... Why don't we... Snap. <laughs> you too. No, I was just going to suggest a game of charades. Oh, Mark, there's a surprise. And I was just going to suggest a round of g and Yay, Olive wins. But we've always had a bit of fun with charades. Mm, but I wouldn't say no to a G&T either. Well, I think they're both great ideas. Not my game, charades. And never a truer word spoken. Dave isn't much good outside of famous sports people which isn't my stronger suit. And he never gets the syllables signed. Invariably, he thinks I'm miming three arms or two elbows. Still, he has to be encouraged if I'm to get to play with Jean. It's just that I felt I was annoying you last time with that, that syllabus thing. Ah, not at all, not at all. Anyway, it's your turn to play with Olive, I think. I'm playing with Jean tonight. Oh, right. Well, in that case. Yes, we rotate the combinations. So the last dinner, it had been the boys against the girls. And the time before that, we'd played husbands and wives, which is always a bother because Olive just ends up laughing at me all the time and never getting anything right. Forgot tonight was swingers night. <laughs> if we're all sorted on partners, how about those G&Ts before we start? A little lubrication to get the creative juices flowing. A little lube oil, as it were, Olive? <laughs> yes, Dave, a lubricating <laughs> libation. <laughs> So I'm out in the kitchen playing bartender. They're all laughing inside and I can just tell they're laughing at me. Dave and Olive anyway. I think they'd found my list of charade titles. Well, I do like to be prepared. And then I can't find the lemons. No lemons. 
how can we have a G&T without a slice of lemon? I did tell Olive to be sure and get the lemons in. Now, where did she put them? Olive? Olive, dear, did you get the lemons? What? <laughs> Stop it, Dave! <laughs> what is it, Mark? Just wondering where the lemons are, dear. Well, they're where they always are, I suspect. But they're not. Oh, for God's sake, Mark. It's just a simple question. Where are the bloody lemons? Ew! <laughs> Mark's being a lemon. Lemony snicker. <laughs> oh, stop it, you two. It's not fair. What? No, I'm looking for the lemons. <laughs> lemon head! Do we or do we not have any lemons? Oh, yeah, I'm fine, really, without a lemon slice, if it helps. No, no, no. It's okay. I'm coming! It's a very simple question. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Stop it. <laughs> lemony snickets, lose Right, oh. I'll show you bloody lemony snippets. <laughs> and I grabbed her. And I pushed her up against the wall. And I got the lemon. And I put it on her head. And I had the fruit knife. And I told her to stand really still and she went quiet. And I can see the lemon on her head. And, but William tell. And I, I threw the knife at her head, at the lemon, like you see on television, the knife throwers. And it, the knife, it cut her, her ear. I mean, her, the fleshy bit, the lobe. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? Phil Bloody Spectre, how are you? And of course, ears, they bloody well bleed loads, don't they? Olive's running around, spurting all over our best sofa, the new carpet. Jean's screaming blue murder and Dave is effing and jeffing. Jesus Christ, Mark! Olive! And then, I don't know, all I remember is it's pitch black. And then I wake up on the floor of the living room in the recovery position. There are blue lights flashing through the window and into the living room. Police everywhere. Paramedics. Olive's being patched up in the corner. Dave's talking to a policewoman. Jean too. They're trying not to look at me, but they do. I can see them all sneaking a peek. Sir, let me help you. Is, uh, thanks. Is everybody okay? Yes, yes. We're just uh, taking your wife off to the hospital to have her ear examined. Uh, Might need a few stitches. Oh, my God. Was I knocked out? Uh, no, no, we uh, we think you fainted. Would you like a cup of tea? Oh, no, thanks. I'm feeling a bit queasy, to be honest. OK, well, just uh, just stay seated until the police have a word. I'm off now with your wife in the ambulance, all right? I sat there, thinking of the knife, throwing the knife. I used to be a handy darts player in my time and I had thought that it, that's what it would be like, you know? Double tops. But no, it wasn't. More like treble 14. It was horrible. Mark, I'm Garda Timmins. 
Mark, can you please just tell me what happened? Well, I don't know really. I mean, we had Dave and Jean over for dinner. Grilled grapefruit, lamb tangerine... Thanks, Mark, I don't need the whole menu. Just what happened next? Well, a game of charades. Only we wanted a round of G&Ts and there was a mix-up with the lemons. And I jokingly stood Olive against the wall with a lemon on her head because I was going to be William Tell, do you see? But your guest said you were shouting that there were no lemons. No, no, it was on her head, on Olive's head. The lemon. I put it there, see? And then I thought of William Tell and threw the knife at the lemon. Bit of fun. A William Tell overthrow, as it were. (laughs) Only she moved. Right, and... Where is this lemon now? What lemon? Oh, uh, well, I don't know. Somewhere around here, I suppose. On the floor. We didn't find it, of course. The lemon, I mean. Which is why I ended up down the station. Bloody police probably pocketed it, if you ask me. We all know what they're like. They kept me overnight. Said it was up to Olive if she wanted to press charges. Press charges, I said. I should be the one pressing charges. I told her to make sure she had some lemons in. Anyway, she won't press charges, I told them. Not my Olive. And she didn't either. Oh, she was a bit cool mind when I got home. Bloody cheek. I mean, I was the one spent the night in the clink. She was only an hour down in A&E getting her ears stitched up. Yes, stitched up. I know who was rightly stitched up. Me. They went ahead with the driving lessons anyway, Dave and Olive. She brought it up the next dinner we had. I was all a bit of a setup. I felt. Like she knew I couldn't object. What with Dave and Jean there and all that had happened the last time out. She'd always wanted to learn to drive, just not with me. Of course I'll teach you, Olive. If Mark doesn't mind, of course. Well, of course. No, no. I'll just warn you, Dave. She's virtually unteachable. Oh, thanks. Well, I'm just saying. The lesson's always ended in tears. Oh, you didn't cry every time, Mark. (laughs) They arranged it between themselves after that. I washed my hands of the situation completely. (laughs) I'll take you up the Dublin mountains, Olive. Mm, Mountain. Work on your hill starts. It's the parking she needs to focus on. A few weeks later, I was in work and I heard something on the radio and I just knew. A man has been killed and a woman seriously injured in a two-car collision in the Dublin mountains this morning. Gardaí have closed the road and are appealing for witnesses. I just knew it was Olive and Dave. And sure enough, within the hour, the telephone rang. It was the police. Olive had been in an accident. Could I come as quick as possible? A terrible thing. A delivery truck hit them coming around a bend. Dave was killed instantly. The car was stationary. That's what the truck driver said anyway. Parked, sticking out. Don't know what they were doing up the Dublin mountains. Working on our hill starts, I suspect. Not our parking anyway, by the sound of it. I didn't know what to say to the policeman. Well, my immediate thoughts were for Jean, so I asked how she was. Jean, your wife. I told you she's in the hospital. No, Jean is Dave's wife. Dave who was killed. Oh, sorry, right. Well, we have one of our grief counsellors with her at the moment. Can I see her? Who, Jean? Uh, No, my wife, Olive. Sorry, yes, yes, of course. Olive was fine. Just fine. There's the irony. Just some cuts and bruises. Dave killed and Jean widowed. But Olive, alive and well. A few broken ribs. 
a cracked sternum and a collapsed lung. But she'll be right as rain within a few weeks. <laughs> lucky devil. I'm just saying, you're a lucky woman, Olive. Lucky? I don't feel lucky. Nine lives you have. Hmm? Falling down the stairs, then off that ladder, not to mention the bungee jump and the skydive, and now this. So you said. Nine lives. I'm using them up at a pace, so. What were you doing anyway? Practicing my hill starts, I told you. In a Toyota. What has that car got to do with it? Well, you were never keen on the Japanese as well. Anyway, thank God it wasn't our new car. Mark. I'm just saying. Anyway, how was the funeral? Was Jean okay, me not being there? Jean was very sympathetic to you not being there. The funeral was very nice, I suppose. Oh, she went for the cremation in the end, by the way. Which I thought highly appropriate for the man who loved his barbecue so much. Oh, Mark. I can't believe you sometimes. And she sends her best. Only, she's not feeling up to a visit just yet. Oh, well, tell her... Tell her I, I understand. Completely. Olive was in the hospital a few weeks before Jean dropped in. I think it was the day before Olive was due to be discharged. There were a few tears shed. For Dave, mostly. Commitments made to, you know, carry on as before, stay in touch and so on. And we did. We have done. In fact, we're off to Jean's now. She's throwing a Christmas party. Her first one since... She's been back on her feet, you know, what with Dave gone and all. Very brave. It won't be barbecue anyway. Every cloud, eh? And of course, not only are we late, but Olive's decided now's a good time to dress the Christmas tree. Olive! I just want to put the angel on before we go. It's the finishing touch. Finishing touch? Hold the steps, will you please? I'm holding them. You could have done this for me, you know. I would have done tomorrow when we have time. We're late already. Oh, I can't reach. Oh, I told you this tree was too big. Right, I'm going. Mark, wait, no. Ah! I, I don't know what happened. I just had to step away for a moment. I was that angry with her. And next thing I know, she's head first in the fireplace. And she's just... Lying there, not a word out of her, not moving, nothing, just there. I sat down for a moment or two, maybe longer, and I'm thinking I'd better phone. Phone Jean, because I don't think there's going to be a dinner party tonight. I had to settle me nerves before I called the ambulance, make sure I got all the details right in my head, because I knew there'd be a lot of questions. In the end... I got a bit muddled and I think I said Priory Road, our old address, instead of Abbey Drive. That's easily done. Anyway, that's what they said I said when they called me back, but ah, no harm. They found it in the end. All right, sir, we've got her now. How long has she been lying here for? She's a bit cold. You didn't think to throw a blanket on her? I can't. I don't. I mean, I rang immediately. OK, sir, don't worry. We have her now. We're just going to stabilise her neck and then get her loaded up. Looks like a knock to the head. She's breathing anyway. Thank thank God for that. Fell off the ladder, did she? Yes, the angel. Bit of confusion with the address, was there? I don't... I'm not sure. Olive was in a coma. 
Funny, not a mark on her anywhere, just a slight bump on the head. The police were in, asking questions. Has your wife a history of any falls? Uh, a lot, yes, and a couple just recently. She has a touch of adult dyspraxia, although we don't like to talk about it all that much. Hmm. We see that there was a recent domestic disturbance. Oh, that was nothing. A party prank gone wrong. There were no charges brought. I really don't see the relevance. Now they left me alone in the end. Olive didn't regain consciousness. It was very difficult for me. Jean was a great comfort. I travelled most days to the hospital to see how she was doing. But there was little change from day to day. Eventually, after almost a week of that, I said it to the doctor. Come again? I was just saying, uh, is it not time we, you know, made a decision? A decision? Yes. Whether to, you know, switch it off. Switch what off? The life support machine. That's, that's a heart monitor. Oh. Oh, right. Look, we're not quite sure at this point about brain function. And when she does come out of the coma, we'll know a lot more and we'll be able to do some tests. She was never much good at tests, my Olive. Come again? A little joke was all. Well, you know, it's important to keep things in perspective. And a little levity never goes astray. Something the medical profession could take on board. It doesn't have to be all doom and gloom. I used to open the window in the room. Olive always liked the fresh air. But then the nurses would come in, fussing around, saying she was very prone to infections in her condition. I didn't pay any heed. I knew what Olive would have wanted. Another time after that, they sent me home, when I was coughing and spluttering all over. I don't know, they're overprotective, these hospitals. At least they let some visitors in. Hello, Mark. Hello, Jean. Good to see you. How is she today? Well, the same. The poor thing. It's not how she would have wanted it, Jean. Of course not. I mean... Nobody would have wanted her in a coma. We talked about it, you know. I told her, I said, Olive, if ever I'm in a vegetative state or in a coma, just go straight ahead and switch off the machines. She was fully in agreement. Doesn't sound like Olive. She was always so full of living. <laughs> You'd be surprised. She held a lot of contrary views. I did a little bit of research on that clinic in, uh, where is it, Switzerland. Assisted dying. That's the phrase. Well, we're not at that point yet, surely. Let's see what happens. Jean is such a darling. Always looking on the bright side of things. I asked one of the doctors and he said Olive could linger for years. Decades even. That physically she was in great shape for her age. But there were times, I have to admit, where I just thought it would be fairer for all if I just took a pillow and ended it for Olive. Ended it for all of us, there and then. But, well, the CCTV is everywhere, isn't it? It's like they're watching your every move. Like they don't trust you. Hello, Mark. Hello, Jean. Thanks for coming. Well, your call sounded urgent. Is everything OK? It's Olive. She's developed some sort of infection and she's not responding to treatment. They've put her on a life support machine. Oh, my God. Oh, Mark, I'm so sorry. Jean is so kind. Personally, I was happy with the whole life support thing. We're on the home straight now, I was thinking. You can't switch it off until they're on it. 
I waited what I thought was an appropriate amount of time and then asked them the next day if it would not just be kinder to pull the plug. Pull the plug? Yes. Sorry, I don't know the technical term. Um, Terminator? Terminator? Sorry, I, I know you're tired and you have a lot on your mind, but you're not making sense. The good news is we'll be taking you off life support immediately. Oh, super. So, we're agreed? Agreed? On what? We just feel she's strong enough to survive unaided. I was there when they switched it off. Nothing. She kept on breathing, kept on living. I didn't know what to think or feel. Anyway, as it turned out, I needn't have bothered worrying. Olive died quite suddenly the next day. I was with her at the end. There was nobody else around. She said something. Dave, Dave, watch out. I remember her voice waking me, calling out my name, I think. I don't know. I didn't really catch it. Watch out, Dave. She sounded scared, so I held her. Held her tightly. For her very life. For what seemed like ages. But she died. Heart failure, they said. She fancied being cremated. Daredevil to the end was Olive, <laughs> going down in flames. I remember we discussed it. Cremation for me. Oh, I don't know. Mark's worried about the gas bill. Completely agree on cremation, Olive. You don't want to be waking up on the coffin. Exactly, Dave, or the mortuary. Best way to make sure, for real, that you're dead and gone once and for all. But it's so... final. Exactly. Can't argue with that, I suppose. And it was a lovely cremation. Absolutely lovely. I don't think I've been to a finer one. Not since Dave's, anyway. And I wasn't the only one to say that. Oh, Mark. It was a lovely ceremony. Thanks, Jean. Funny, isn't it? That both Dave and Olive ended up being cremated? Yes. I... Yes. Sorry. No. Jean, I'm the one who should be sorry. Excuse me. Very sorry for your loss, Mark. Oh, uh, thank you. Mark, I was very sorry to hear of Olive's passing. And that was that. I just said goodbye to the last mourner not ten minutes ago. Some of them do linger beyond the point of respectability, you know. You do wonder, are they expecting a second helping of sandwiches and sausages to appear? And yet it seems like, I don't know, Allah's been gone. Dead. Forever. But they're very good here, very caring. You can call for the deceased ashes on Monday. Of course, of course. Actually, would you be able to hold on to them until the following Monday, as I'm away for the week? Away? <laughs> he looked a bit taken aback at that, but... Oh, hello, you. Yes, yes, okay. Just coming now. That was Jean. She was worried we'd be late for our flight if we don't get a move on. Yes, we're off for a week to Berlin. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Building castles in the sky. Just the two of us. We decided we needed some respite. What with all we've been through recently. Dave and Olive passing and so on. Not everybody's best pleased. But there's no accounting for folks, is there? <laughs>
And Jean did say she'd help me through my fear of flying. Or was it my fear of heights? Ah, who knows? Maybe both. <laughs> so, uh, I'll... I'll talk to you when we get back, I suppose. That was Her Husband, His Wife by Cahill Boylan. Dara Kelly played Mark and Janet Moran played Olive. Simon O'Gorman played Dave and Fiona Bell played Jean. Paul Tylak played the paramedic, the policeman and other roles. Joe Taylor played the doctor, the instructor and various other roles. Sophie Jo Wasson was Gartha Timmons and other roles were played by members of the company. The dramaturg was Jesper Bergman and sound supervision and sound design were by Richard McCulloch. Her Husband, His Wife by Cahill Boylan was produced by Kevin Brew and the series producer of Drama on One is Kevin Reynolds. rta.ie forward slash drama on one